Hello and welcome back to the Uncensored Woman. I am your host, Heather Christine, and I hope all of you amazing, beautiful, handsome people out there are having a fantastic weekend. So again, uh, actually, I did want to tell you all before I start any of this, I did get a new microphone. I'm still playing around with it, so we'll get the sound perfect within the next episode or two, but yeah, I wanted to update you guys on that situation. Hopefully, you can hear me a little bit better, and it does sound a little bit easier on your ears this week. Once again this week, we are going to switch things up. While I'm currently finishing my notes on George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, because those episodes are most definitely coming, we are going to talk about a case that I've followed uh, almost since the very beginning, which is the Lori Vallow Daybell and Chad Daybell case. And let me tell you guys, if you have not heard about this case, it is so crazy that it almost seems like something scripted and being made into a movie. But this past week, we heard of, um, we heard some devastating news within the case. So what I'm going to do is I am going to give you a, a kind of a timeline Thanks to fox21.com so I can wrap it up so you all know where everything stands and then we are going to talk about it because this involves minors, two children, uh, seven-year-old Joshua or JJ Vallow and his 17-year-old sister Tylee Ryan. Yes, um, devastating and I don't know why I'm switching up to this type of stuff it's just I guess crime time and all this stuff has always been something that I've followed closely and been very interested in and if there's anywhere any way I can help get the word out there for certain things in cases I would love to do that but before we hop into that y'all know the drill Please download The Uncensored Woman on whatever platform you are using. If you are on iTunes listening, please give The Uncensored Woman a review. I'd appreciate it so much. Also, my email is always in the show notes, so you can contact me that way. And I also have a YouTube channel. Though it's not up to date, I'm about to come back and in a strong way. Uh, There should be a new video coming out this week. I am working very hard on that and I will leave the link to my YouTube in the show notes as well. So if you didn't know I had it, go ahead and go catch up on all of my videos before I upload a new one. I would really appreciate it and subscribe to me over there. That channel is just simply under my name, Heather Christine. But without further ado, Let's go ahead and hop into this crazy episode. I do want to make a correction from my intro. 
um, this information for this timeline that I am about to set you up with is not from fox21.com, but fox29.com. You can find it yourself if you're looking for this case, but it's the easiest way for me to sum it up. And there is way too much for me to discuss and way too many characters for me to go over. Um, in one episode so we will break it down in future episodes as this case evolves but this is going to speed you up to date with everything going on right now and then you know we'll get into the other people involved as we go and we will talk about those people kind of today but mainly today we are going to be talking about Lori Vallow more so than anybody else, um, and then Chad Daybell and the missing children. So in high school, it was said that, you know, Lori was very liked. She was a cheerleader. She was just easy to be around. People were drawn to her. And, you know, I just find that so funny how people change or these extreme religions take from people. And, you know, she was all about her group of girls in high school until I, I believe like her senior year. And she had her first son, Kobe Ryan. I, when I think when she was 22, so fairly young, and her and Kobe always had a close relationship, and the reason that I kind of wanted to start there is because although this is a pretty good timeline, it did not speed you up to that point. When Lori married Chad Daybell, that made Chad her fifth husband, uh, but yeah, this this is this timeline's going to take us from her third husband and on. So in 2001, Lori Vallow marries Tylee's father. Um according to the post register, Lori Vallow married her third husband and Tylee's father, Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr. in 2001. Joseph adopted Lori's son, Colby, who she had in her previous marriage. Joseph and Lori eventually filed for divorce in 2004, and Joseph died of a heart attack in 2018 and was cremated. And I don't know if this is going to go over this, so what you all need to know about that is they were in a nasty custody uh, battle because of Tylee and they had had problems for a while. Kobe had approached his mother and said that Joseph Ryan was abusive towards him and Kobe has kind of hinted in interviews that he may have been abusive towards Tylee but Lori, with that marriage, got a taste of the good life because before she married Joseph Ryan, she was really just a struggling single mother. And when she married Joseph Ryan, 
she really did get a taste of the good life. I mean, she still was working, but they had this huge, huge house in Texas. I think their mortgage every month was like um, $1,900, which for the amount of house they had is still, you know, a, a, a decent amount to pay because they basically had a mansion. Uh, but this guy got her used to the good life. Nobody really knows what brought on their divorce. If it was the abuse directly towards Kobe or both children or if it was other issues. But like I said, they went through this huge custody battle. And then Joseph died in 2018 of a heart attack. But people speculate if and especially um, Joseph's sister Annie speculate if that was really her gateway murder if she found a way to kill him because everything with his death was really off and like I said they were not friendly with each other and in fact when he died his next of kin to contact was Lori Vallow and she stated something like you know the world is better off without him and she did not even bother to contact his family so after five weeks of Joseph Ryan's body being unclaimed they finally contacted Joseph's sister Annie and then they had to cremate him so there's really no chance of you know um, doing any type of autopsies on him now we'll never know if Lori is the one behind that or even if her brother Alex which we'll get into him is behind that that um, because it seems like her brother Alex would do just about anything uh, for her and I think he was even arrested for tasing Joseph Ryan at one of their meets to swap Tylee so yeah um, I read you a little bit of the timeline and then I went into some things I know but back to 2006 so like I said, Lori got a taste of that good life. Lori Vallow marries her fourth husband and adopts JJ. Now, Lori marries Charles Vallow in 2006. Now, Charles was very successful, very wealthy, and it was said that he would do absolutely anything for Lori, and he treated her kids no different. He loved Lori for every single thing that she was. And to me, it seems like he was, you know, close enough to perfect. And the children explained him that way too. Now, JJ um, was from uh, Charles Vallow's family. His own parents couldn't take care of him. So, Lori and Charles decided to adopt him. Now, Lori's oldest son has been said to, before they adopted JJ, to have sat Lori and Charles down and been like, you know, look, although me and Tylee aren't fully grown, we're almost there. Are you guys sure you want to start over? And also, JJ had um, his own 
problems. You know, he was autistic, but they wanted to do it. And so they adopted JJ. So back to the timeline, Lori and her fourth husband, um, Charles Vallow married in Las Vegas in February of 2006. The two adopted Joshua Jackson, J.J. Vallow, who was the biological grandson of Charles' sister, Kay Woodcock, whose husband, Larry, would eventually raise concerns to law enforcement over the disappearance of J.J. and Tylee. Now, J.J. and Tylee went missing in September um, of 2019, but again, we'll get there. 2014, Charles and Lori Vallow moved to the Hawaiian island of Kauai. Approximately a year after the couple moved to Hawaii with JJ and Tylee, it was reported by Fox 5 and Y that Lori became obsessed with books written by Chad Daybell four years before the two eventually married. According to a former friend of Lori, who remains anonymous, Lori was especially intrigued with Chad's fictional series called Standing in Holy Places, which centered on scenarios loosely based on Mormon theology. Lori's friend said, Those books she got really obsessed with, and she started buying me those books too. She must have gotten close to him from his books. According to the East Idaho News, the family eventually moved to Arizona sometime between 2016 and 2017. 2018, Lori Vallow meets Chad Daybell. And this is just where stuff gets really ugly and the cult kind of starts to form between Lori and Chad and Lori's best friend, Melanie Gibb. Um, their other friend, Jason Mao, and Lori's niece, who kind of took on, uh, Lori kind of took on a motherly role for her, um, but Melanie uh, Pulowski, which has her own crazy story, too, that we'll probably get into in a different episode. But according to the East Idaho News, Lori met Chad Daybell in 2018 when he was teaching an evening class at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which she attended. The two reportedly became close immediately, traveling together to a religious conference in St. George, Utah, where Chad gave talks on his books. The two reportedly continued speaking daily from the time of their first meeting. So, um, 2019, Lori's brother kills Charles, Charles Vallow. Court documents suggest that things began to unravel for the family early in 2019 when Lori was still married to Charles Vallow. The couple were estranged and Vallow had filed for a divorce saying he feared she would kill him and that she had developed cult-like beliefs. Charles alleged that Lori claimed to be a God assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July of 2020. The family was living in a Phoenix suburb in July when Lori's brother, Alex Cox, shot and killed Vallow. 
Cox asserted that the shooting was in self-defense after Vallow allegedly came at him with a baseball bat. Police investigated, but the case didn't go far before Cox died of a blood clot in his lung in December of 2019. So, if you all can't see a pattern, people are starting to drop in like flies and die around Chad and Lori. And actually, Chad had um, sent Lori an email, okay, um, which included uh, a document stating things about, um, you know, family history documents that she requested to see if her kids and her family members were light or dark. Um, so it said family history information, current numbers on earth at this time of each estate level. I don't know anything about this, you guys, so I'm just going to read this straight to you. These totals represent the light spirits. The dark has equal numbers. So, um, it's, it is strange because there seems to be more males in the light than there are females. And it says most LDS members are level two. Most bishops and ward leaders are level three. Most stake presidents and general authorities are level four. Um, and then the dark side can only match the light numbers, not exceed them. This is why there are a few fives on earth right now. It limits the dark's power. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during earth life. 4.1 and above have made covenants to their side. They rarely switch sides. So, um, he had, uh, Tylee, Lori's daughter, as being uh, a dark spirit. And JJ was initially a light spirit, but what people are speculating is that he went dark because Lori got rid of his service dog. She stopped giving him his medication. And any child like that is going to start having problems. And so people are speculating that she did that so she could just off her kids and be with Chad without any disturbances, which is so very awful. And when you go dark, you like turn into zombies. And uh, Charles Vallow, her ex-husband that was murdered, um, was, they, they said that he was possessed. Um, it, it's, it's crazy, you guys. And, and they really do believe this stuff. And, you know, so that's why people say that it's cult-like behavior, you know, um, it's said that the only way to get people back to the light is for them to basically die, uh, which is so bizarre. And I hope you all are starting to see, you know, why this is so crazy. Like, who thinks like this? So anyways, in 2019, like I said, Lori's brother kills Charles Vallow. 
Um, and then also in 2019, Lori Vallow marries Chad Daybell. Lori Vallow moved to Idaho with JJ and Tylee, getting an apartment in the small town of Rexburg and spending time with Chad Daybell. The couple had known each other for a while, sometimes participating in podcasts about preparing for the biblical end times for an online organization aimed at members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At the time, Chad was married to Tammy Daybell, a 49-year-old school librarian who helped him run his small publishing company. Tammy Daybell, are y'all ready? Surprise! died in October, her obituary saying she passed away in her sleep of natural causes. The family declined an autopsy before she was buried in Utah. About two weeks later, Chad Daybell married Lori Vallow in Hawaii. The quick marriage drew the suspicion of officers who had Tammy Daybell's Bonnie exhumed for an investigation. The results of that autopsy have not been released. And what you all also need to know, I'm trying to fill you in on anything that's not on this timeline. Now, Chad Daybell is said to have had near-death experiences, so he can see behind the veil. He can see stuff happening. So he goes into his portal and he tells people what's going to happen in the future. So both Lori's ex-husband and Chad's ex-wife, Charles and Tammy, were said to have died in a car crash. But that car crash just was not happening. And Chad and Lori just had to be together. So all of a sudden, Charles, who has been a good guy on everyone else's account is all of a sudden attacking people and then getting shot and killed for self-defense I don't believe that Tammy doesn't die in a car crash either so and you know they said she was training for a marathon she was only 49 she was healthy she didn't have any bad medical history she just dies in her sleep come on guys you know I, I'm just going to say, allegedly, Chad and Lori are stone-cold killers, and they do not care. So, in 2019, the disappearance of JJ and Tylee. Tylee was last seen in September of 2019, heading into Yellowstone National Park with Lori and other family members for a day trip, and JJ was last seen by school officials several days later. And actually, you guys, Lori had pulled JJ out of school and said that she was going to homeschool him, I believe, around September 22nd. JJ's grandparents, Lori, or not Lori, Larry and Kay Woodcock, were growing increasingly worried about the kids. They said once regular phone calls with JJ had grown infrequent and then stopped altogether. They said Lori wouldn't tell them why the boy was always unavailable. In November of 2019, the Woodcocks asked Rexburg police to check on the children. When officers sought by to question Lori, they said she and Chad Daybell lied about the children's whereabouts. When investigators returned the next day to follow up, Lori and Chad were gone. 
Police began searching for Tylee and JJ in November after relatives raised concerns. Police said Chad and Lori lied to investigators about the children's whereabouts before quietly leaving Idaho. Law enforcement officers searched Chad Daybell's home initially on January 3rd in connection with his first wife's death, removing more than 40 items, including several pieces of computer equipment. A few days later, JJ's grandparents announced a $20,000 reward for information, le information leading to the recovery of the kids. They later asked a judge to give them custody of JJ, who was still missing, and they have pushed to keep a spotlight on the search, posting billboards and updating social media on the case. 2020, Lori and Chad Daybell move quietly to Hawaii. While the couple slipped away to Hawaii in January, the investigation pushed forward in Idaho, Arizona, and Utah. Eventually, they were found in the islands, and a judge ordered Lori to bring the children to officials to prove they were safe. She refused and was charged with child abandonment and other crimes. And then she was taken back to Idaho. So she was also saying that the kids were being threatened, that the grandparents of JJ, Larry, and Kay Woodcock were uh, threatening to kidnap him, blah, blah, blah. So she had to keep them safe and the world was coming to an end and just a bunch of bullshit. In the weeks following, the Idaho Attorney General's office took over the investigation into Tammy Daybell's death while Lori has tried and failed to get her bond lowered. So right now, Lori's bail is currently set at $1 million. And if you have seen anything about Lori in court, she always has that damn red lipstick on. She's always smirking. I'm actually glad in the past... Uh, court hearing she had to have a mask on because she just is so narcissistic her and Chad and they seem to not give a shit about anything meanwhile Tylee and JJ's relatives were still waiting for answers they watched JJ's birthday arrive in late May our feelings of extreme anguish and despondency were prevalent throughout the period approaching JJ's eighth birthday Kay Woodcock wrote in a Facebook post, Our Rexburg family hosted a vigil on Monday, 525, in honor of our little man. We are comforted knowing their commitment is as strong as ours. Now, here is the breaking point in this case. On June 10th, authorities said they uncovered human remains at Chad Daybell's home in Idaho. As they investigated the disappearance, his first wife and Lori's two children. Authorities had not officially released the identities of the bodies discovered on the property of Daybell on Wednesday, but relatives said they belonged to the two missing children. Police from the small town of Rexburg, Idaho, along with the FBI and sheriff investigators, searched Daybell's home in the eastern Idaho town of Salem for the second time, bringing in backhoes and setting up tents in a nearby field. The search warrant was sealed and Rexburg Assistant Police Chief Gary Hagan said he couldn't reveal details other than the search was linked to the children's disappearance. And that um, 
that search warrant was put out at 7 a.m. on June 10th. And actually, Chad Daybell tried to get in his car and run. Um, and this was accounted for by a neighbor of uh, Chad Daybell, which I think is who tipped off the uh, police to search in that area. Um but the police quickly caught up to him and he was arrested and also set with a $1 million bond. Now, as I said, there is much more to this story and there is a lot more characters involved in this story. But the more T uh, Lori sat in jail I just knew in my heart I mean she's a narcissist she don't want to spend time in jail trust and believe that if those kids were alive and safe she would have gave out that information and gave them away so she could go live happily ever after with freaky ass Chad Daybell um, these two are just the most bizarre people I have ever heard of. And my heart completely breaks for poor Tylee and JJ. You know, the woman that was supposed to protect and provide for them betrayed them in the worst way possible and we still don't know the details on how they were murdered or anything like that everything is sealed right now but I am following this closely I honestly think that they were murdered sometime at the end of um, September so I'm thinking somewhere around uh, the 23rd to the 24th um, and I think Lori was already messed up on her own um, some say that Chad manipulated Lori and some people say that Lori manipulated Chad but I think that they worked together they're both very responsible with their actions. They knew what they were doing and they didn't care. You can analyze it all day, but it all chalks up to these people were pieces of shit and they were full of themselves. And I'm telling you guys, um, Chad probably... Well, we know he basically told Lori that both of her children had turned into zombies. And as I said, the only way to get people back to the light when they go to the dark is to for them to die, to save them, to get the possession out of them. And it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. It's unfathomable. Like, how could you hurt a child but I am very interested to see how this case evolves and I know especially Lori's niece she has to be lying about something I mean Lori's niece um left Melanie left her first husband uh Brandon Boudreaux, I think is his name, left him just suddenly when they were said to seemingly have a perfect marriage and four children. She left him, all four of her children, to move to Rexburg right next to Lori 
and never noticed the kids were missing? Come on. And then she moves to Rexburg and as soon as she gets a divorce from Brandon, a couple weeks later, she's married and she does look to be with child in interviews and I honestly wouldn't be surprised and her now husband, Ian Pulowski, was actually working with the Rexburg Police Department and FBI to try to figure out where the kids are. Now, at this point, I can't tell you if he's staying with her because he's scared and trying to get more information or because he's fell into cult-like activity. But we are going to tie this whole case up. So the next episode... I will talk to you about Melanie Pulowski or Boudreaux, Melanie Gibb, which did a three-part interview on her old best friend Lori and gave up a lot of facts in that interview. Uh, we will talk about Ian and Brandon, and we are going to wrap this case up in a circle uh, or go full circle so you all can get down to the nitty gritty with me and we can kind of figure this out. Like I said, it is the most bizarre case I've ever looked into. And while my heart is broken for those poor babies, I want so desperately to figure out the facts of this case. So with all that being said, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Um, we are going to stay on top of this case. And if you have any questions, you can always submit them. But this episode will set up for future episodes so you all know exactly what I'm talking about. And we will follow each and every court case as they come up. But for today, you have just listened to The Uncensored Woman. I have been your host, Heather Christine, and I hope all of you have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>